You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to conference coverage highlights from the Health 2.0 2010 conference, held October 7th and 8th in San Francisco. This program features interviews with attendees, exhibitors, and presenters at Health 2.0, now in its fourth year, focusing on the people and companies who are transforming all parts of the healthcare system with technology. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Bernholtz. The conference took place during the culmination of San Francisco's Health Innovation Week and provided activities ranging from the Health 2.0 Developer Challenge to significant announcements showcasing emerging technologies, apps, and platforms on both consumer and provider sides of healthcare. Matthew Holt is co-founder of Health 2.0 and a contributor on ReachMD. Health 2.0 2010 is really the ability to get easy-to-use tools highly visible information and put it in one place that it can now start to impact decisions and actions. Healthcare has had data locked in claims databases, locked in drug databases. It's taken months and years to, you know, we trail the information about what's happening, trails reality by a long time. In some cases, years. The closer that data gets to being real-time transaction data, the more likely you are to be able to impact a decision by either a doctor or a patient. Some big announcements at the conference came from the U.S. government. Anish Chopra, Chief Technology Officer of the United States, described the new Blue Button for Veterans program. Today's announcement was the formal launch of a program called Blue Button, an extraordinarily simple proposition that while we go down the hard road of implementing the President's strategy for healthcare information technology, we wanted to demonstrate progress along the way. The President, on August 2nd, told the disabled veterans of America that by this fall, every veteran who has access to their My Healthy Vet account would have a new feature added called Blue Button that would allow them to download their personal medical information at their choice and with their privacy and security considerations. We met the president's commitment technologically a few weeks ago without much fanfare. Over 65,000 veterans have now downloaded their health data. Today's announcement coincides with winners of an application development contest sponsored by the Markle Foundation, no taxpayer dollars, where they said, what should people do with these downloads when they've completed them? And Markle asked the private sector if they would build interesting applications that would be available for people to choose if they wish to upload their file. And what we saw was a wide-ranging applications that were introduced, and the winning application from Adobe is available today at the Adobe website. And literally, it demonstrates the kind of visualization and the impact one could have that not only helps the patient better understand their healthcare data, but invites the physician who's witnessing or receiving this information to add to it and benefit from it when rendering care. Another high-profile figure at the conference was Jeff Arnold, one of the founders of WebMD, who announced the launch of his latest venture, ShareCare. We basically built a database of a million questions of health. So if you were thinking about any question, say, in type 2 diabetes, we look at what is it, what causes it, how is it treated, what's it like to have it, and we organize thousands of these questions. And then we go out and we recruit experts to answer those questions. Today, you know, we recruit everybody from Dr. Oz and Dean Ornish to the Cleveland Clinic to Johns Hopkins to Mount Sinai to New York Presbyterian to leading expert authors to physician societies to industry to all weigh in on their perspective to give the consumer a macro point of view on how to best answer that question that they're searching for. 
So we basically look at what's surging at that moment. It's almost like a popularity index. And so, you know, there's a little bit of an 80-20 in health. So the questions that are most searched for kind of show up first. And to answer, you know, your last question of why do doctors want to participate in this and share care is uh, we built kind of what we call a Facebook with a purpose, which allows the expert to provide their perspective. And then when consumers are reading their answers, they click on the physician's name and it launches a social media platform similar to Facebook that allows that consumer who's resonates with that particular physician's voice to have ongoing conversations with that doctor in a Facebook-type experience. By using major content and corporate partners such as Discovery Health, Oprah, and others, ShareCare aims to be the top resource for sharing of ideas and perspectives on physician and patient-driven health care. I think all our partners from Dr. Oz to Johns Hopkins to Cleveland Clinic to the American Cancer Society kind of all echo the same theme that an informed consumer is a better consumer. And so it's really helping them get to quality content. That's why we focus so much on experts. We didn't even open the platform when we launched today to consumers to be able to take out profile pages because we want to spend the rest of the year continuing to recruit experts. The experts that we have had to date have taken the platform so serious that we broke the 100,000 answer plateau this week. What's been really fascinating to see is that we have so many experts contributing answers that they're all starting to look at, well, how does my answer look to the other doctor's answers? And we built an ecosystem of healthcare professionals when we intended on building a consumer site. But because of the activity by the physicians and how much they're using the site, we're now building an opportunity to communicate with these healthcare professionals. Off their profile pages where they answer questions, we envision to be able to start introducing CME and um, other you know, physician-patient consults and other activities that can hopefully continue to streamline their day, and they'll be able to use ShareCare, not just to share care in the form of answers, but to provide services directly to their patients. In general, you know, we have a very ambitious mission. You know, we want to answer all the questions of health and wellness, and we're off to a great start of over 300 partners, and we broke 100,000 questions. But because the mission is so big, we really need to reach in to people that you talk to who are qualified to share care and ask them to grab a shovel, help fill the holes, and kind of get into this movement that we're all working on together for well-being. Of course, the granddaddy of all health questions and answers is Google. Dr. Ronnie Zeiger is the chief health strategist. There's probably more health questions posed in the Google search box every day than questions are asked of all doctors in the world on a given day. And that's pretty overwhelming. I certainly take that responsibility pretty seriously. But in terms of, well, really in terms of all of it, it's about how can we help people navigate the wild world of health information and get them from their health questions, their health needs, more quickly to useful answers. But more than that, Dr. Zeiger thinks there are more productive uses for the masses of data that currently sit in a variety of data warehouses. We have so much data, for example, that's explicitly and implicitly in all of the billing information that goes through Medicare. And if that can be properly de-identified and aggregated, there's a lot of learning that we can do to improve health care that's sitting in that data. I mean, frankly, this is the kind of thing that a lot of technology companies, including Google, make a living on. Google, for example, is very good at analyzing the way people click on things on the Internet in order to make search work better. Frankly, we don't do a very good job of that in healthcare. As a clinician, I still moonlight a little bit in the urgent care center nearby uh, where I live, and as a clinician, I get very little feedback about how well I'm treating my patients. I don't get a report at the end of every month that says, you know, here's how many of each of these diagnoses that you've seen. By the way, you haven't seen much heart failure in the last six months. Think about doing a little extra CHF CME 
we've noticed that more than often you're prescribing a given antihypertensive and our clinical guidelines are suggesting that, you know, good old hydrochlorothiazide is probably a better option in many cases. I don't get any of that feedback. And there are very few institutions today that are doing that, and that's something that's absolutely possible as we become more thoughtful about what data should and can be made available inside of institutions across the nation, even across the world, and how we can intelligently look at that and learn from it. John DeSouza, CEO of MedHelp, describes how the website medhelp.org has grown to attract between seven and 800,000 visits per day from patients, making it currently the largest online health community. MedHelp is a company that was actually started 16 years ago, and it was started with the mission of connecting patients with other patients who share the medical interests to learn more from them, to get support from them, and connecting them with the best medical institutions and doctors in the world. And so we start off with that, and we've partnerships with the top institutions like Cleveland Clinic, Mass General, Harvard, so all the top institutions. Since then, it grew to be the largest online health community. We have over 10 million monthly members, and we've grown into the full area of providing people with the applications they need to monitor their health. Even Hippocrates, the very popular physician reference, is noticing more consumers downloading the product as consumers seek more and better information, according to Michelle Snyder of Hippocrates. We were founded in 1999. We're a free reference product that users can download off any of the Internet sites, like the App Store or the Android Marketplace, onto a mobile device. And so that's really what people have known us for is our mobile reference products. We have about 300,000 doctors in the country that use us today. It's interesting. We're also seeing more consumers using us today as well. There are more consumers that are interested in taking charge of their health care, and they want to look at trusted content, so they're finding our app themselves, but we're also seeing doctors telling patients about Hippocrates, and then they actually go download our application or go online as well. I think you know the big change for us moving forward will be in the past and today still, we really are primarily a reference company, so you can find information on anything about drugs, interactions, adverse reactions, pricing, disease information, but we kind of hadn't crossed that line into patient information, and we announced um, earlier this year that we're going to be creating an electronic health record primarily targeted at small doctor practices. We see a huge need there for a low-cost solution from a trusted provider that's easy to use and fits into their workflow. Other services showcased at the conference facilitated communications between physician and patient, like American Well. Here is CEO Roy Schenberg. American Well is a software vendor that introduced online care into the market. It's a software system that's operated by the large health plans, national health plans, blues and others, to bring together through technology their existing patients, their members, with their existing physician networks. It literally allows physicians to make themselves available to the system over the web whenever they have an hour or half an hour. And it allows patients of that health plan to go on the web whenever they want and select the physician they want to talk to and engage live with that physician through web conferencing with the ability of the physician to see the record, to interact with the patient, to suggest follow-ups, to encode diagnosis codes and prescribe medications. Another type of physician-patient communication was demonstrated by Steve Wheeler of the company Ideal Life. We've developed a a series of Bluetooth wireless vital signs monitoring for home patient monitoring, and uh, we've built a complete system end-to-end, so we've sourced all our own devices, uh, scales, blood pressure, cuffs, pulse oximeters, etc., and they all uh, transmit uh, wirelessly through multiple gateways up to our cloud-based 
care coordination and collaboration system in the back end. It's real-time data at very low cost that they can then collaborate care. We're really dealing with people with chronic conditions. We start with the most expensive people with, you know, congestive heart failure or people with COPD, diabetes. These people are costing us a lot of money and there is nobody really collaborating with real-time data. So we have the ability to very inexpensively give these people tools to have that data go up and be collaboratively integrated to other systems and multiple caregivers and hopefully change their behavior to moderate their condition. Dr. Ted Eton of the Permanente Federation notes that Kaiser Permanente has realized time and money savings as more of these electronic tools are rolled out in the KP service areas. Kaiser Permanente currently has 8.6 million members and about 3.1 million of them are using our personal health record, My Health Manager, to communicate with their doctor, get lab test results, complete wellness profiles, allergy information, and communicate on behalf of their families. Well, the advantage that the healthcare system has is that it creates advantages for the patients they serve. So it always starts there for us. And what doctors really want, I think what every doctor and, and every practice wants, is to do a good job for their patients. So what the system allows us to do is, is provide that good service, which means answering questions when patients have them before they come in and things have gotten to a point where it's too difficult to deal with them. Answering um, simple questions that we know really easily, um, that sometimes we, we don't get to do in the visit, and then coordinate care outside of the visit, especially with family members, children, etc. I think it turns out if you manage members' time and cost, your cost also goes down. So if you start that way, it's a much more gratifying way to think about practice. So we've been able to reduce the number of office visits that are required for conditions and had a significant increase in quality at the same time, which have been in peer-reviewed publications. Kaiser Permanente Hawaii recorded a 20% drop in office visits with the transition to telephone and secure messaging care. There's a health affairs article in July that showed across the board most HEDIS quality measures were greatly improved in patients that emailed their doctor. The inclusionary nature of Health 2.0, with the thousands of coders, developers, entrepreneurs, corporations, providers, and patients who participated, make it one of the unique incubators for sparking innovation in healthcare. Again, Matthew Holt. We don't have to, you know, we're not going to save healthcare, but we're starting to help to unbreak that logjam around data and information and make a lot of the stuff that makes the rest of our lives very easy. Go back to the Rick's example of booking a restaurant without leaving one website, finding a booking a restaurant and doing that kind of simple transaction and making sure that those kinds of tools can come into healthcare. And I think that we're just at the start of this movement, which has primarily been from outside of healthcare, coming and nudging the healthcare system. You have been listening to conference coverage highlights from the Health 2.0 2010 conference on ReachMD XM160. ReachMD online, on demand, and on air. Visit us at ReachMD.com. I'm Dr. Matt Bernholtz, and thanks for listening.